Welcome to Sound and Vision, conversations with contemporary artists and musicians about the creative process. Here's the host of Sound and Vision, Brian Alfred. Sound and Vision is sponsored by Soho Art Materials. In 1999, they opened their first shop on Grand Street with a handful of sketchbooks, brushes, paint, and their Trimar stretcher bars. From that point, they've been an integral part of the artistic fabric of New York City. Soho takes pride in what they do as the last independent art supply shop in New York City, and they continue to keep their product assortments and standards high. In 2015, they designed and engineered an aluminum stretcher bar system with the same tongue and groove assembly as a standard wood stretcher. These patented aluminum bars can't warp or twist and are 100% keyable in the corners and cross braces. I've been using them for a while now and these things always lay flat against the wall. They're super sturdy. And you can find out more about them at SohoArtMaterials.com. Division is supported by the New York Studio School. The school welcomes artists from around the world to join them in part-time study beginning this September. Two-week intensive marathons present a wide range of art-making strategies, rigorous studio engagement, and comprehensive critiques, the profound impact of which continues far beyond each marathon session. An 11-week evening and weekend classes are the ideal way for artists of all levels to experience the school's learning through making pedagogy, to receive guidance from inspiring instructors and to join the expansive New York Studio School community in New York City or virtually from your own home studio. Visit nyss.org to learn more and enroll today. Sound and Vision is supported by Golden Artist Colors. Golden is an employee-owned company that makes the best artist materials for making that you can get. Over the last 25 years or so, I've been using Golden acrylics, mediums, and materials, and I stand by the quality in their products. They make acrylics that stay wet longer, they dry flat, mediums to make you paint super thick and beautifully fluid. They also make Williamsburg oil paints and core watercolors as well. You can find Golden in your local art store or online at goldenpaints.com. Sound and Vision is supported by the fine coffee makers at Fulcrum Coffee Roasters. Fulcrum has amazing coffee beans that you can order straight to your door. On their website, you can choose from different roasts from different origins, and you can even get a coffee subscription where you can get different beans delivered to your door each week or month. I'm on this subscription plan and it's amazing. As a coffee fanatic, getting new roasts all the time delivered fresh to the door is amazing. If you get to Seattle, you can even see a 10 foot by 40 foot mural of mine in their 6th and Bell Street shop. Check out Fulcrum Coffee Roasters at fulcrumcoffee.com. Janina Marinova is a Ukrainian ceramic sculptor who creates narrative through the figurative forms and composed backdrops. Utilizing a specific and distorted representation of the body, each composition shows a different personality and personal story. Janina received her MFA at the Lviv National Academy of Fine Arts in the Ukraine in 2012 and an MFA at the Gebert Academy of Fine Arts and Design in Poland in 2013. And she received a PhD at the Gebert Academy of Fine Arts in 2019. Continually developing her work and practice, 
She's attended numerous residencies, including opportunities at Northern Clay Center in Minneapolis, Archie Bray in Montana, New Taipei Yingye Ceramics Museum in Taiwan, Clay Art Gimhe Museum, Le Lefebvre and Fee in Paris, the International Ceramics Research Center in Denmark, and the International Ceramics Studio in Hungary. Janina and I speak about traveling while working, residency life, fragility of material, ceramic sculpture, inspiring landscapes, and much more. Here's our conversation. So um, how long have you been at your tenure there? Uh, here, yeah? Since, yeah, since, Archie Jan- how, since January. Since January, yeah. That's a good amount of time. Yeah. Um, so in in United States since October, mm-hmm. I came uh, firstly for the residency at Northern Clay Center in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And then right away here but this one the long one yeah the the previous residency was three months yeah and this one is um can be up to two years that's pretty good i mean you can get some serious work done that's basically like graduate school time yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) how long are you going to be there so i I guess it will be like full two years or almost two yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that's great so what's your normal setup? Like, where are you normally? Where's your studio? And, you know, before you came to the U.S. to do these residencies? Yeah. So I was uh, studying in Poland. And when I finished my studies, I decided I also worked at the Academy of Art in Wrocław in Poland. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to start residency life. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I did it before a lot of them. Um, but... Uh, it was completely decision, like full-time residency, you know. Yeah. I, I've been before to like three months residency in Taiwan, in South Korea, mm-hmm. and many, many more others, but they were all short and between my studies. Uh, but um, from like a, a week before pandemic, I decided mm-hmm. I start fully residencies. And luckily, uh, I went to my first residency in Denmark, one week before all borders were closed. So I actually felt a little guilty. Now everyone was saying like, oh, I'm just at home, but I've been to beautiful studio and beautiful nature all like pandemic time in Denmark. How how long were you there? (laughs) Were you basically like stuck there? Yeah, yeah, but it was a a perfect... It was a perfect... (laughs) (laughs) a great place to be stuck, right? I mean, Denmark is beautiful. Yeah, I love Denmark. I've been to this residence actually the biggest amount of time, like five, six times, I think. Oh, wow. Oh, so you can go back. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, I was returning like to, I was invited to different um, other projects. And also I was invited for um, last summer, like I met Queen of Denmark in this mm-hmm. center. <laughs> oh, wow. Like uh, it was amazing. Yeah. That's great. So we had the chance, like a few artists to talk with her and yeah. Yeah. So is the residency, like where did you say it was in Denmark? It's uh, called uh, City Skelskor and the ceramic center Guliago. 
Um, so I started with this uh, place for my like full-time residencies. Mm -hmm. And then um, I got invitation to go to Versailles in France. And also um, the border just opened before I had to go. <laughs> so right. it was a, again, a perfect timing. And uh, so I spent uh, two and a half months residency in France, uh, in Versailles, in like historic house uh, where sister of King Ludovic XVI was playing music. Oh. So oh, it was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so cool uh, place. And then the residency was finishing also with solo exhibition in Gallery Lefaray Fields in Paris. Mm -hmm which was great too. And then I was just continuing. Um, but most of the time uh, I was in Europe. Um, and uh, so it was uh, Germany, several residences in Hungary. Uh, and then I always wanted to go to the United States uh, because this is amazing place for residences. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot well, for ceramics, right? There's for a ceramics, it's just like incredible. I think most of residences are in United States and they are really nice, like supportive for the artist. Yeah. Like at, at the Bray, we have our sponsor. At Northern Clay Center, it was also McKnight Fellowship, which was also funded nicely for the ceramic artist to come yeah and yeah that's um, uh, that's an amazing well i mean in if you're in the art world like if you're making art there's usually a, an understanding of ceramics as being a sort of decentralized medium to where it's very sustainable to work outside of like city centers and you know you can be out in nature you there's more mm -hmm. fluidity to location and often there's a communal aspect to it because of the kilns and the, you know, the yeah. support structure for making the work is so significant. You know, it's not like it's hard to just pop up a studio anywhere and just, oh, I, yeah, I have a couple of kilns, you know. Yeah. So it's it seems to be built into it. But you've really seemed like you're almost like if you were a musician, you were like one of those musicians who just tours nonstop. Like you're never <laughs> in the studio. You're more like always on the road and you write your songs on the tour bus or something. <laughs> yeah. So you must enjoy that process of like, because some people, when it comes to their studio or their art making, they, they feel like a change of location is really disruptive or it's like really difficult because you're not used to all your materials and where things are and all that mm -hmm. stuff. But I'm gathering that you must love this kind of like transient, you know, kind of like traveling aspect of like making the work. Yeah, I learned that, um, so every time I change location, I have to get familiar with new clay. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not always uh, successful, you know, because I get, I have to get used to new materials, but this uh, challenging is so amazing developing. So it's always um, some learning process and like it's always not only like clay, but glazes, under glazes, all materials I use or kilns also everyone like have every center has different kilns. And so now at the Bray, I'm firing gas kilns, which I were not firing too many before. It was um, mostly wood. Uh, so before mostly I fire electric kilns. Oh, okay. And yeah, sometimes also uh, do wood firings, but 
not too often. And here we have also this possibility to make wood firings, mm -hmm. which is always exciting too. Um, yeah, it's challenging. And, you know, I feel like when I had this shorter residency, it's like three months, four months, one month, it's much harder. But at the Bray, it's two years and you really feel this place is like your home for two years. And yeah, that that's feels, long enough to settle in, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that feels comfortable. Um, so I really um, looking forward for the next residencies also. Like I would like to longer, um, like a year long, for example, there are many uh, propositions like this. Yeah, the um, the roster of places that you named, like Seoul, and like I mean, it sounds like so many great places to be exposed to. Although, and I'd only know your work from seeing it online and and fairly recently, but being really engaged and like interested in it. But I'm curious too as to, I guess, a how did you come to making the kind of work that you're making now, the sort of iconography and the look of it, and then b does the places because you're on this world tour mm -hmm. <laughs> i mean are are you gathering influence from all these places or is it more kind of like it's fun to explore and to do these different places but your work is kind of your own work and it's not really being influenced by that most of time it's influenced and it started with my first residency which i made in inca ceramic museum in taiwan so I came there, I saw these Taiwanese children, everything cute, colorful, and uh, like so my taste. <laughs> so I decided to make sculptures which were completely connected to the place. And then I found it like, a very interesting way to develop my works with changing them by traveling to different locations. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some countries, they are like more inspiring for me like Asian countries, like you come to China and it's so different from Europe. And um, that was like, I can see influences are bigger. Sometimes I have like specific projects to work on in the residency. So that would mean it's not like so much connected to the location, but just like, I don't know, I have to prepare for the group show some bigger right. pieces or something like this yeah but most of time i want to to show this uh, inspiration uh, because it's it's really um i like you know in montana i'm just walking every day and looking to the mountain it's like so amazing yeah <laughs> montana is a totally different <laughs> landscape right i yeah. remember the first time i went there and i was i mean i'm from the east coast so going out there when i was young driving across the country that just the broadness of the landscape and the openness mm -hmm. of it and the sky is so huge it's yeah. the scale <laughs> of it is like you know it's crazy it's so different no bray also it's like at the end of the helena mm -hmm. there is like so much open land and i still like I cannot believe I'm here, you know, <laughs> watching it like, is it true? Is it like not uh, uh, just a photo? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's such a different kind of like visual landscape. Just the color and the light is so different. But yeah. did you, am I, I hope I'm not making a mistake, but did you, were you born in the Ukraine? 
Yeah, I born yeah. in Ukraine in city Donetsk, and uh, since like ten years I live in Poland. Mm-hmm. Or like last three, I was not really in Poland, but right. I still feel it's like um, Poland is my like location where my things, yeah. <laughs> where is my <laughs> where my kilns also. <laughs> right, right. I don't have studio, but uh, I got a scholarship from Ministry of Culture in Poland, so I got a kind of equipment for my studio, which is nice. Sometime probably will be used. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> Yeah. No, that's great. Well, I imagine, yeah, the the Ukrainian and Polish landscape is a little different than Montana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the town that you were born in, you said it's Donsk, is that right? Donetsk, is that you, uh-huh. Donetsk. Donetsk. And isn't there mm-hmm. a soccer team from Donetsk? Yes, yes. Um, Forget their it's name. It's very f- uh, Shakhtar. Uh, Shakhtar, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I'm a big soccer guy, so I... <laughs> and, and, and it's funny because here in in New York city where I play, there's a large, there's actually a Ukrainian team. And oh, then, wow. and then there's a Polish team that are like an adult teams that play. And I know people in those teams and stuff. So there's a huge Ukrainian population here, you know, which I knew of through soccer. And then obviously with recent events, it gets heightened, you know, the, the Ukrainian community. Yes. It's just like, you're more attuned to it because of all the things that are happening in the world yeah. and stuff. So, yeah. but, um, but yeah, that I've never, I don't know that much about the town or, or what it's like there. Yeah, it's a industrial town. So there are mostly coal mines mm-hmm. and like uh, metal production. And um, so uh, it was so different, you know, um, and but it's like a bigger town. So there was uh, one million people living there. And I spent all my childhood there. And then I moved from Donetsk to Lviv, which is uh, another side of Ukraine. So it's uh, like mm-hmm. west uh, west and east. So I went right. to west, west of Ukraine. And uh, Lviv, it's a border with Poland. It's like so close from Poland. Uh, and it was totally different again. Um, yeah. So it's like 24 hours by car like from one part to another part. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ukraine, you know, I learned so much more about like Ukrainian traditions. They they kept it like better there, you know, and I really yeah. enjoyed my time. So I, I started to listen a lot of Ukrainian folk music. I, I was going to different uh, like uh, festivals and I was wearing clothes just like Ukrainian clothes and yeah. it was a very very great time too but uh, later uh, since I went first time to Poland I thought it would be so good to go and study in Poland and I applied for master degree studies in 2012 even though I finished master degree studies in Ukraine as well um, you know, to make uh, studies, it's like the best way to to learn the country, to meet like friends, and yeah, and it happened very naturally that I just stayed in Poland after my study. Yeah, yeah. it's like you can integrate better if you're in a educational setting, right? It makes yeah. it like a little smoother of a transition to somewhere, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm guessing you speak Ukrainian, Polish, English, Russian, Ru- Russian, Russian. Yeah. 
So you have the four. Any others? Uh, a little bit started to understand German since I spent uh, as an exchange student one mm -hmm. year in Germany and some residencies, but yeah, it's like very little. <laughs> Did you pick up any Danish? Danish isn't easy, is it? It's like <laughs> I like, um, so they say tak, which is in Ukrainian thank means you. yes and thank you in Danish. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, talk about yeah. I mean, I went to Denmark uh, to Copenhagen to speak as a guest at the Royal Academy there at their school, oh, wow. uh -huh. and um, man, what a place! I mean, yeah. beautiful that design, everything is just like, yeah, it I was love really Copenhagen. Nice. Yeah, yeah, but the language was definitely. I mean, you know, I'm kind of fascinated by languages, but that mm -hmm. one seemed like a tricky one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, um, so where does your, well, sort of double-ended question, where does your sort of love or, or sort of interest in being creative and making things start? And then also what is your sort of, I mean, your work has a very specific look to it of, you know, it feels like these sort of narrative figures and the storytelling, did that happen early on? Is that? you know, in concert with your youth and like things that inspired you, or is that something that came later? Because I'm not really sure like what your first forays into being creative and making things was. Mm -hmm. So when I was a child, I've been like always creative, but it was not always, uh, so I had different interests. I danced for like 10 years. I, nice. I was singing, I played guitar and like was just like enjoying everything but I choose to go to art college and um, my teacher suggested to go to ceramics and mm -hmm. he said like you will do ceramics and then you will learn all other things like painting sculpture and then you can choose later what you want to continue and I didn't want to change anything uh, so I really fall in love with ceramics and I decided that it will like just continue I will continue it through my life yeah and um so that was it that mm -hmm. was it was basically your teacher introducing you to it yeah yeah so I felt like he was the most um he was like the strongest uh, with his knowledge and then he inspired me the most because like dancing teacher um she's so talent but like he was <laughs> kind of more um uh, like pushed me into the <laughs> into this world you know yeah and yeah then i um and then just meeting every time a good teacher it's like a really big gift so i was like lucky of meeting like very special people who would um who would teach me special things and yeah i yeah I, I, I it's funny I'm, what a good teacher can do you know yeah it's like being introduced to something when you're younger and then someone is really enthusiastic or that you really you know, click with or like you really enjoy the way that they're presenting that can really, but then when you started getting your hands into the clay or like making things, it must have just been something that you were like, yeah, this is, I love doing this, you know, because some people take up a paintbrush and they're like, yeah, mm -hmm. they, they just don't, you know what I mean? Or a guitar even, you know, some people yeah. pick it up and they're like, I don't know what to do with this. Other people pick it up and they're like, I don't want to put this down. 
Yeah, I actually with clay was firstly my love happened with decoration. Mm -hmm. uh, so when it was my second year, we start to decorate on the tiles, and then I kind of discovered like my technique of doing this, and I start uh, feeling big interest. But firstly with shapes, I had little like uh, problems, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it. The decoration helped me later in the all other things, right. and it's. I think it's still visible in my works. Um, that uh, so my sculptures, there is a shape, and then there is like another layer, uh, which is very important with all this decor, like graphics and stories layers. Uh, on the sculpture and I enjoyed this part and I cannot like compare which one I like the most because I like building sculptures but also uh, painting on them it's like exciting part of my work yeah. yeah it's it I guess I think there's two well I don't really know I'm imagining there's two different sort of like entry points or like ways into ceramics and what, and I see it because where I teach at Penn State, there's a really great ceramics program. So mm -hmm. um, I think there's the people who go into it on a more sort of like, not rigid, but kind of like, okay, this is how you throw, this is the wheel, this is the technique, and maybe come to it from a more kind of technical way. And then there's the people who come to it who maybe have taken painting classes or are a little less interested in like, refining the technique but they want to be expressive with it so they want to you know paint work with the glazes get funky with hand building or doing whatever i mean was there always a binary kind of conflict there or were you you know what i mean did you feel like you i guess you had mentioned it but i mean were you fearing on the side of just being a little more funky and like playful with the way that you're building and decorating the the ceramics i think um I actually want to uh, uh, mention there is one center, it's in Netherlands, uh, European Ceramic Works Center, or mm -hmm. like residencies. And when I've been there um, in 2016, uh, they mostly taking artists who are never made ceramics before, like they try to take like 70% of artists who never did. Mm -hmm. And um, I, re I always was like looking at them and like so it's so inspiring to see how freely they feel like when they don't know all these rules we learn like at the academy you yeah. cannot do this you cannot do this right right so people like um having such a like exciting great projects in and they don't have the barriers so they would think it's possible to make in clay and then <laughs> <laughs> there are like staff who are trying to figure out like how to do it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like uh, suggest uh, during the like um this process of making and you know i had so many like years of studies so i was studying in ukraine like bachelor master then i was doing master degree in poland and then phd studies in poland so i had like this like big <laughs> background and i feel a little bit that I should add some more like a risky thing in my practice. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm hoping um, 
always like this residencies will help me because you meet uh, people um, and working like very closely uh, in their like practice and um, yeah that's kind of develop you as well so um, yeah it's kind of nice uh, dynamic I would imagine because it I did look at your resume and you did spend a lot of time and I mean PhD and you've been in a lot of programs and studying but then you're also in so many residencies where I'm sure that's a totally different kind of learning mm -hmm. because ideally it's a little more open, like you're doing your thing and you're, you have other people around and you sort of share information and ideas, but it's not so much like a university format where it's like, here's your class, you have to learn this, 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 right? Mm -hmm. So you're kind of getting the best of both worlds, really. Yeah. I feel there is still like kind of deadlines <laughs> in residencies yeah. to like feels like sometime oh my god this is you know you have like uh, one month to finish like pieces for solo show or something so right. there is um, still like um, you have different tasks and um, also the centers usually provide different exhibitions and so um, presentations and things like this. But yeah, I really, really enjoy all, all, all of it. And I did also workshops with local people in at the Bray, which was also inspiring, like uh, seeing uh, my students making from like, they never tried before making big sculpture, but then just they take clay and make a big sculpture yeah. <laughs> with slabs. Yeah. And it's uh, it's uh, it's inspiring to see the freedom of making. <laughs> yeah, and it's always when when I see ceramics and, and see people, because, you know, I talk to a lot of friends who teach or students who are taking, and, you know, they'll show me these big pieces before they go in the kiln. And it's always this anxiety of like, will it make it? <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because as a painter you know yeah you could mess something up but it's probably not going to like break off or like you know things are going to fall apart on the canvas but in ceramics that's really a thing you know especially when you scale up it seems like the fragility and the you know the kiln is so dynamic you know you don't exactly know what's going to happen really which is exciting I'm sure but yeah. probably stressful as well yeah, just like you probably saw this recent uh, accident uh, in the studio I had. Oh, so right, right. On You posted the, the collab. <laughs> That's, yeah, <it's>, it looks <laughs> so, really far in the process too, which is a bummer. Yeah, <laughs> it's not yeah. like it was like a raw form or anything. It was like just like a few days left to finish it. But um, it was a beautiful day with uh, like beautiful light just before rain started and I thought I will drive my piece to outside and make a video in this beautiful landscape oh, you were the trying outside to of the studio we have yeah, just yeah. like a mountain and right. I thought wow what a nice shot it's going to be and I was driving in <laughs> it and floor was a little bit uneven so uh, it's just like one second and it was broke in half and oh. then yeah so trying to save the top part was also kind of funny <laughs> it yeah. didn't i didn't save it but uh, yeah at least um, i have uh, many good videos of memory of doing this piece so right <laughs> yeah, yeah did you feel afterwards like oh this is like fate telling me not to take <laughs> it's actually don't not. try to take the photos too early or something like that yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> but it would have looked amazing you know with that landscape yeah <laughs> um 
Yeah, that's, I mean, the other question I have too is, I mean, you were mentioning this was, you know, you're not usually using gas, you usually, usually use electric. And with the different firing types and stuff, I mean, your work has kind of, I mean, it, it just feels like there's a look to the world that you're creating. It feels like a yeah. world of like these characters mm -hmm. and, and, um, how much is the the variance of like different glazes and different kilns and stuff is that something that you embrace or that you know like i'll give you an example i just spent almost a month in japan and we went to bizen which is like one of the six schools of ceramics there and mm -hmm. um the the work that comes out of that is so different because it's wood fired and they use mm -hmm. this straw and there's like this patterns and stuff and it it like I could imagine it's like an equivalent be like someone who's normally painting with oil paintings and all of a sudden they're going to use like asphalt and tar or something and bubble gum. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like that different. So how do you navigate that as far as like the look of your work and the materials, but then there's all these different ways of, of sort of like cooking them, which, yeah. you know, and people do encourage people to try different ways of doing it. So what's that process like? So for example, until now, um, so when I use gas kiln, there is like, you can make oxidation or um, reduction firing. Mm -hmm. And I didn't do reduction firing, which would make the look of work much different. But oxidation, it's still similar with um, look from the electric kiln. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in my kilns, which I was firing, even though it was oxidation program, but I got some reduction, which I really like. So it's it's slightly differently looking, mm -hmm. but still like not too far away. <laughs> right. You know, like <laughs> it's in the ballpark. It's similar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it still looks similar. So I really like it that it's kind of small changes. And if I wanna like make really different look, it's like we have uh, here uh, one artist who uh, Megan who is like really wood firing person yeah. and she's like Yanina do you want to fire with me and make your pieces brown <laughs> 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 you know that would be like much more um, visible on my works because I use bright colors right. I use under glazes and whatever you put in the wood firing it's anyway start to look like really brownish <laughs> it has a it has a, a look and feel to it right yeah, and I'm preparing myself, so I'm like, I definitely going to fire with her. <laughs> Will you do like little maquettes, like little test ones or something? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I should start with something smaller. But yeah, generally, I'm always curious. And like, especially with clay body, because I don't uh, color full, fully my sculptures. I like mm -hmm. to living the like a clay body. Yeah. So usually the faces, they're, they're having like really clay body um, color. And this is like amazing of trying, you know, there is like brownish red, um, more like gray, like so many different options. And yeah. so I'm trying all of them. I try to work also with paper clay here, which I never done before, but seems like it's much stronger paper clay I, is yeah that, what is yeah. that i don't even sorry i'm a little uh -huh. ignorant when it comes to ceramics i don't know too too much about all the different <laughs> no it's and stuff. 
it's just uh, so complex so <laughs> but yeah it's just like um paper fiber adding to the clay and it make like stronger um when you're building um and then it's like firing out when in the firing it's like also getting kind of lighter because clay is burning and um so the yeah. paper the paper additive to the clay whenever you fire it does it burn off basically yeah yeah later so is, but is your surface it, just as strong or does it weaken because that paper burns out no it's uh it's it's still strong yeah and yeah. when you're building sculpture when it's like wet stage it's like like much stronger um when it's drying also it's like less dangerous uh, for the process and yeah after firing it's still strong too yeah yeah and that's cool yeah it's so daunting there's so many I guess it's <laughs> like that and and other genres too it's just with i think the addition of the baking your artwork before it's done it's like <laughs> cooking versus baking you know what i mean yeah, baking yeah, yeah. is daunting because if you put too much of one ingredient in there when you put it in the oven it's just gonna like puff up or fall or something's gonna separate you know what i mean that's it yeah there's a little more engineering and science and math to it i think than other things but i do know that you are very much involved with like drawing right and painting yeah. as well so is that process just parallel are you constantly doing that do you do preparatory sketches how what's the role of you know two-dimensional stuff in your work so usually they're like a first step for showing my inspirations uh, from the play. So when I came to Montana, I right away did this mountain people and skiing and animals of Montana. And so like every location I change, it's starting with drawing. And then some of those drawing um, becoming sculptures later. Mm -hmm. uh, not all of them, but I just enjoy the drawing process. And I think now it's coming to tiles. Like I, it's like want to make this new direction for me. And um, so it's like a painting on tiles. Mm -hmm. um, so just starting and want to work like a, some wall piece installation. Um, so like little steps, always little changes and some exciting things to try. Yeah. Um, do you ever apply for public art murals or things like that? Because there's so many of them that love, like, especially like here in New York in the subways with like ceramic tile pieces that are mosaics. Oh my God, that's, that's my dreams. Like, yeah. You should apply I, to them. I mean, you know, it's, there's, I, I know that that's just um, a big part of a lot of the public art here is, is, you know, ceramic tile mosaics mm -hmm. that they do. Cause you know, they're durable. They last, they're easy to clean. Yeah. You know, yeah. and they, they can put these things up somewhere. And in New York, there's a lot of wear and tear. So mm -hmm. they're durable. Uh, that's a good good direction. Yeah, I really thank you for mentioning it. Because I was more thinking of the... So in my dreams, making public art more. And mm -hmm. I've done some, like, which are in Denmark, my sculpture. Um, and I had one in Poland also. And I have in Spain. But there's uh, sculptures with like larger scale and, you know, about the, like a tiles, mirrors, it's like so great. Yeah. It's yeah. Another yeah. It's so cool to, to see like, work like mm -hmm. in the public realm like that in large scale, you know, 
yeah, I enjoy like people sending me pictures of my work and uh, like always it's so great. Yeah. It's a different audience too. It's like, uh, you know, I, I've been lucky enough to do a handful of, you know, public art pieces. And when it's here in New York, like if I'm doing a mural on the side of a building or something, the people that you talk to and it's so many people see it, don't go mm -hmm. into the galleries. So it's, it's kind yeah. of a nice, you know, um, sort of like different way to get the work out basically. That, that's my future uh, plans <laughs> as more so, as possible. <laughs> right. Well, what the, this, this world tour of residencies, a, how do you, it seems like it would be, not risky, but like, how do you know that you're going to get something in the next? I mean, is it just you start applying early or it seems like you're almost again with the music reference? It's like you're your own booking agent and you got to find gigs. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, how do you navigate that world? Um, so before when I was doing them shorter, it was really like a big amount of time with navigating because, you know, all the flight tickets and uh, like applications on yeah. time and then, um, yeah, when you select it, it's still like you have to send different information in different times. So it's like a, a lot of work. But now it was the first year when I was not applying because at the Bray, we could like decide to stay one year or two years. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking from the beginning, it would be great to stay for two years. Uh, so I shouldn't apply. But now it's the time I'm already searching, you know, for the next, um, like getting ideas where I'd, I want to go next. And of course, you don't know where you will be selected because mostly i don't know there is two places and 200 people will apply and you never know if yeah and i've been to the uh, i've been jury for the residencies as well and i know it's like not always about your work it's just about who apply um right the dynamic country. how many so, people yeah, yeah yeah it's a yeah it's like a to being in perfect time, perfect space, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's actually really good to be a juror or be involved in that process because then you don't take it so personally when you don't yeah. get something. Like yeah. when I was, I was really lucky when I was in graduate school in between first and second year, they had a committee, you know, the graduate committee who chooses a faculty, but they chose two students to help in the process to set up the slides. And then you would get mm -hmm. to see them like choose and you realize it's not just the work. It's also... Yeah. Like how many people, it's like, if you're, you know, rostering a soccer team, like you can't have all Messi's or Ronaldo's, like you need defensive people. You need a goalie, mm -hmm. like you need a dynamic of different people. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess you, whenever you get declined for things, you're like, all right, I, I get it. Like <laughs> they don't, they don't need a me in this role. You know what I mean? They need someone or else. At the moment, you know, for example, right. at the Bray, I applied twice. So first time I didn't get, and I was for a moment set and then I just got so many other opportunities and it was a great year which I spent outside you know like I've been to many different residences and large-scale public art I worked and and then I I applied again and I got it and I'm like that's a perfect you know I I did this and now I'm doing this so it's right. always there is a perfect time for this and everything happens so for a reason like, right yeah so yeah. the next one i'm planning apply several of course just to make sure to get right. at least one <laughs> right <laughs> you gotta have somewhere to go <laughs> yeah 
Well, the, um, when it comes to working, I guess where you're working, is it communal, the space? Like it's not an individual studio. So how does that work with like music or is everyone on a headphone? Like what do you do as far as like your input while you're working? Or is it silence? Are you just talking to people or do you listen to music? How does it work? So usually, for example, at the Bray, at our studio, we have like headphone. Mm -hmm. um, so it's very rarely someone putting music. It will be, it will be possible, but it will be also a little hard if, you know, everyone like different tastes and right. it's like 10 people in like one big space. So, um, so mostly everyone listening on things, but at the right. same time, we all the time talking between each other. So my neighbor is Sim Fever. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. He's like in front of studio and like, yeah, I have actually, um, we have like four open spaces mm -hmm. and, I, um, or more six, like no, five open and I think five closed. So with doors and I'm in, in the open one. So, um, I don't have even doors to my studio. It's like yeah. completely anytime anyone can enter. And now we also open for the public. Uh, in pandemic time, Bray became closed. Um, and now it's again like re reopening. So we have visitors uh, from 11 to 5. They, they walk. Mm -hmm. Just random like, people walking there. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's although like it's Montana, so it's not like you know, it's, yeah, not, it's like not like Los like... Angeles or something where there's like mm -hmm. a million people coming through. I imagine. But I would say in summer it's quite a lot of people coming, yeah. and who is a uh, come to Helena? Usually they would come to the Bray, mm -hmm. and it was also it's it's exciting. Like you would hear some nice compliments. It's <laughs> just cool. always like supportive, yeah, so supportive. Or I met some teachers who would say oh my god i was showing your works to my students and that's cool like so so nice like yeah 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 that's great i mean it's nice well and it, you mentioned the public thing i mean that's in a way you know you're able to engage in the public in a different way than people who have studios that are mm -hmm. you know locked off somewhere you know in a building yeah mm -hmm. and yeah you know it's two years it's not going to be your studio life forever so you know it's, it's probably nice to get that engagement with the public. But what yeah, do you like mm -hmm. to listen to on your headphones whenever you're working? Uh, I actually like when I have movies, <laughs> oh, yeah? which I am not watching, but just listening. Listening to it, yeah, yeah. Like, like there is some action going on. Uh, but then I listen, of course, a lot of Ukrainian music. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're still into the Ukrainian folk? Or is it like uh, modern stuff? Uh, different, yeah. But yeah. I feel that, um, you know, being outside of Ukraine, outside of Poland, it makes me feel like a little um, missing. So I need right. to hear like language I know better than English. Right, right. <laughs> The home stuff, like the taste of home, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, my uh, my son's teammate, you know, in New York, you there's mm -hmm. a lot of different cultural people from all over. One of his teammates was Ukrainian, and he played in the van on the way to a tournament. Uh, um, it was like Ukrainian, like, it wasn't hip-hop, 
it was kind of like electronic trap music or something. And they were all mm-hmm. going crazy. It was pretty good. <laughs> I didn't understand a word of it, but it was fun to yeah. listen to. I love listening to music from all over, even if, mm-hmm. you know, if I can't speak a word of the language, I just still love the sonics of it, you know? And it's yeah. different. Like the, everyone has a different, even if it's kind of like hip hop from somewhere else or electronic from somewhere else, there's like a different feel to it, you know, which is great. Mm-hmm. I imagine that's, you know, akin to working around all those different people in these residencies, you've built like kind of like this community of people that you've been able to see their work and experience, you know, the way they work and approach it, which is probably so different than everyone else, you know? Yeah. It feels like a big family. And like after residency, you really get so close with people. It's you just like, you know, doing all stuff together. And yeah, I feel like big, uh, fam- I have I have a big family. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. So when thinking of like the long term, mm-hmm. I mean, is this is the the world tour going to go on forever? Like, or do you have ideas, or are you just riding the wave as you're riding it now? Like, what is the long view of like yeah. your working and your studio and your practice and all that stuff? Yeah, I cannot imagine what i'm going to do okay it's open <laughs> because right, right. i feel i enjoy it but i'm just like curious how long i will enjoy being always uh, traveling but it's possible that i won't enjoy it. you know i know some artists they travel their 60 70 they still like i, yeah. I know some ceramists 80 years old and they would go to different ceramic symposiums and um, so I wish I have this lots of energy and like curiosity all the time but it it will yeah all depend on like my feelings and how it is it changing or I'm I'm like still want to do all, it, all of right. it <laughs> yeah like I didn't know if you I mean I do this for fun in my mind but Mm-hmm. Like having the thought of like, oh, when I get older and retire, I'm going to go here. I might go here and just have a big house in the studio yeah. outside the city or maybe in this city or somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's something you ever think about. I mean, it sounds like you've moved around a lot as just in your earlier years as well, right? Oh, as a child, uh, I didn't. Um, so Not until, until you left for Poland? Yeah. Because right. like we really didn't have money and like my first trip to Poland, I think I was like 18 years old. Okay. So that was like my first really times going like outside. I know like my niece and nephew now, they're so little, but they've been there, they're there. But I'm like, oh, I didn't see anything in childhood like this. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't have the desire of like, oh, I'm going to go back to the Ukraine and live there when I get older. It it could happen too. Possible. Like I know some some people like really get so much missing their land that they want to come back. Yeah, that's that's a possibility. <laughs> Just curious. <laughs> I really it, enjoy United States too, so we'll see. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, how, I think travel is so amazing. <laughs> don't you? Like, I think it's so. Um, not educational, but I know it just opens your eyes up to so much. I think traveling is such a gift, you know. Yeah, some special things. Yeah, and it makes life feel longer because you're experiencing new things. Whereas if you're in the same place every day, it's almost like an infinity loop, you know. You're like, oh yeah, I wake up, go here, go there, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's something nice about 
changing your environment. Or at least I can make a residency too. You know? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> um, so how can people find your work, look at your stuff, find out about when you're doing projects and all that stuff? What's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, I'm active on Instagram mm -hmm. and most updated things always there. And it is Yanina Mironova. Um, but yeah, so trying also Facebook, but not as, as active. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and websites. Yeah. I feel like Instagram is where people, most people are keeping yeah. up to date. It's hard too, when there's so many platforms to just keep on top mm -hmm. of all of them, but yeah. then still make all your work and do all the other stuff you have to do, you know, it's, yeah. It's like, I feel like I'm at the age where I have like one social media thing and I'm like, all right, that's it. That's all I can do. <laughs> I'm not doing TikTok. I can't add any more to that. I've aged out. <laughs> it takes too much time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's, uh, the, your work is really compelling. It's really cool. Yeah. And um, it was, uh, it was great talking to you and congratulations on all the you know, the residencies and, and making all this work. It's really, it's really cool. And I think it's inspiring for, you know, young ceramicists who, you know, may feel that that's daunting or like, can you really do it that you can go out there and just, you know, take advantage of all these resources of different places in the world that will offer this, which is really cool. Yeah, there is a many opportunities and just need to take it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, it's a so big much. pleasure to talk to you. Thank you oh, so likewise. much. Likewise. Thanks for doing Thank it. Thank you.
Thank you.